Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Harvey. My name is Steve. And my name is Thomas Schoenman. Okay. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, we're down a man. Sean is not here today. But um, I guess we'll dedicate this to his memory. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, uh, to, be, to be clear, he's not dead. He's just... Uh, just resting. Yeah, he's uh, slacking today. But anyways, we have a review today. We uh, reviewed The Incredibles 2, or we saw The Incredibles 2. And we're going to review it. Yeah, we're going to review it. Um, we're also going to talk about some stuff that we've seen in the week. And we have a topic today. Uh, Steve, would you explain the topic since you mostly came up with it? It's pretty uh, simple. It's, yeah, it's super simple. Uh, we're going to be talking about incompetent heroes in cinema. So what I mean by incompetent, uh, just, I mean, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think yeah. everyone knows what the fuck that means. Or just someone who's aloof, just kind of like... I don't know. Uh, somehow manages to still be the hero. Yeah. yeah, somehow still managed to be the hero, but just does it in a very just not, I guess, clean way. I don't know. That's the way I think of the topic. Yeah, it should be very fun stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I could say the same. Oh, damn. Right. Okay, okay. Well, that's going to happen later, uh, whether uh, Shoma likes it or not. But um, how was everyone's week? Steve, would you like to start? I'm super tired. Okay. Uh, it was a very long week. I was uh, I was on multiple shoots, nonstop. Uh, but that's production life. That's uh, art. That's what happens when you're making art. You just, you're working all the time, long hours. Is that what you do? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you want to think commercial work is art, I guess. I mean, you can, I guess you, you can, can say you're making stop. art if you like manufacture paintbrushes, but you, I don't think you can take credit for the art that the people make through your paintbrushes. I mean, oh, how so? What do you mean? I'm just. I was comparing your job. To uh, I was saying your job was not directly. I think without me, it actually wouldn't go on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I was on set with yeah. you. Yeah, so. just wait. <laughs> you're, you're doing. The, yeah, you're on set with me. You're fucking saying our level of our c- contribution. Actually, take that back. You're watching Smash videos for an hour, so yeah, I think your contribution was. Uh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure. Low point. <laughs> there would be no camera, no lights, no equipment if I. If it wasn't for Thomas, it wasn't for me. That's right. I could have drove that truck off a fucking cliff. You should have drove off the bridge. No shoot. Yeah. Well, they should all bow down to me and thank me. I don't think Shomo's going to get any more gigs after this episode. I'm going to drove off a fucking I, cliff. I'm you know the power I have. Is this going to drive a truck off a cliff? I'm very happy What's to work again if you guys are looking for somebody. Okay. Steve, what else? I think we're just pimping week? yourself out right now. Uh, it's Other than that, it's just a lot of working and. Uh, we all hung out last night. We got burgers. Uh, yeah. Want to talk about it a little bit more, Harvey? The um, burger experience. Yeah, I'd like to hear about it. I was. I mean, there. I think we should promote local businesses. So uh, maybe we can get local a, businesses. Yeah, maybe we can get like an advertisement. <laughs> okay. Get them on here. Sure. Um, under Donkin Sons, it's a nice little uh, tavern. A nice little tavern. They serve up uh, nice drinks and some. Uh, Wait a sec. Some beer. Spe- uh, what's up? I thought I had a different name. No, what? What do you think we're talking about? On the on seamless. Oh, we're not talking oh. about that place. Yeah, this is different. So this is a different, different place? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a different place. Are they both good? Yeah. We're talking about a bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're talking about a bar. Yeah. Or, no, sorry, tavern. Yeah. <laughs> you, you keep emphasizing tavern. Uh, I want to make sure that people know <laughs> it's a classy joint. Yeah, they have a nice burger burger and beer specials. Shout out to Andre Donkin's Sons. Uh, $12, sh- burger, fries, beers. You can't go wrong. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, we had fun, and it was cheap and delicious. Yeah, you should have came out, Tom. Yeah. Wasn't feeling it, man. Okay. Um, well, how was your week? Yeah. Shit. Tell us about the rest of your week. I guess it's going to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my week Everyone was, ready uh, up. was okay. Uh, yeah. So I worked on set with Steve a little bit. Did some 
some driving and whatnot. You want to tell them about your uh, oceans inspired heist this week? Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, we're at the Red Bull Arena. Pretty official. It's out in New Jersey, but it's like a huge soccer arena. And uh, I didn't know they played soccer in New Jersey. But, or uh, as our Europeans or people across the pond call it, football. Foot, football. Or foot, football. Football. Um, so no, I'm like, like that accent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just football. I'm, I'm European. So I'm fiending, right? I don't drink coffee, okay? I don't drink coffee. I, I indulge in caffeine through either Red Bull or low-carb Monster Energy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just associate caffeine now with like the carbonation and not the taste of like a coffee bean. So everyone's got coffee on set. If you've ever been on set, coffee is readily available at all times, but you know, it's not Red Bull. So we're at the Red Bull arena and I'm walking around the corridors just where the fuck are all the Red Bulls? <laughs> I'm, I'm, He's not joking. Like all this is true. What like, makes you think they just got loose Red Bulls? They and do. Shit? They do. That's the funniest part. They just. I have... couldn't find them. Uh, so here's the deal, right? The security place office where you check in at. I, I went in there to get my my credential badge. They got cameras everywhere. Just monitors everywhere of cameras. As they should. As they should. But you know what? I'm waiting outside, right? I see that they're shutting down their system for something. No cameras up. So I go. And I go into some sketchy rooms, sketchy hallways. First, though, he runs up to me. I'm, like, in the car just chilling. And he's just like, yo, man, <laughs> where's that Red Bull you found? Where's that case of Red Bulls? And I'm like, well, this is where you have to go. And he fucking books it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I grabbed, like, two. And then I grabbed like, another two more to bring home. Just wait. You got four? Yeah, like, I grabbed one for me, one for Dude, you. this is exactly like an ocean movie. Yeah. It's just like you thought the heist Wait, was over you here. You one Red Bull or one case of Red Bull? No, they were just in a refrigerator. They're loose. Oh. Loose Red Bulls. Uh, <laughs> this is a weird story to tell. It's very unrelated to movies. Yeah, so after you're talking I'm, about I'm, driving the Driving a cliff off, <laughs> a, a bus off a cliff, and now he's talking about stealing fucking Red Bull while on a job. To be honest you with you. are unhirable no, at this point. The person, what are you doing? The person who hired me, the production coordinator, uh, was totally involved and on board with it. So wait. This is definitely like an Ocean's movie because I didn't know any of this, man. To see that you're looking over here, but all the action's happening over here. God, right. did Soderbergh write this? Yeah, I had a five-minute window <laughs> to find a Red Bull. I came back, security cameras, back on. Mission Impossible. B- the, the cameras were back right. on. Fucking, it's, it's, I, th- I thought it was Shomo's one, but it's actually Shomo's two. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I didn't know any of people this. involved. I just may not be telling you. What's my cut? Well, it's like, watch, you're going to fucking just pull up in a truck behind your apartment. It's just fucking stacked with Red Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to talk the production coordinator into like getting involved in this? Or you are like they were like, "What's my cut?" And you're like, seventy milligrams of sugar, <laughs> twenty milligrams of fucking caffeine." It's not that Let's he was involved; this. he just knew I was on the hunt. He's he like, supported me. He's okay. <laughs> All right, so that's my story. Other than that, just chilling. Um, not a lot of time to watch movies, but you know, managed to get a, a couple in. Departed again? Yeah. No. Um. Okay, yeah, my week uh, was equally, I don't know, busy, I guess. I didn't have a whole lot of time to watch movies, but I did watch some things. Hey, Darby, um, I have a quick question. What's up? You mind if I get a little bit of that sweet, sweet nectar they call Pepsi or Coke Zero? First of all, don't don't let people know that I'm drinking Pepsi. You, 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 oh <laughs> you fucked me up. Do oh. we have to cut that out? Yeah, we might have to cut that out. All right. So wait, what? But, um, <laughs> I am Coke Zero Poppy, so don't. 
Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Um, but yeah, you can have some. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get a lot of, uh, I didn't have a lot of opportunities to watch movies this week. So um, just wait, you gave this, you gave busy. yourself the name Coke Zero Poppy, dude. Let's move on from that. Um, <laughs> I just mostly worked, and uh, yeah, that was about it, I guess. Um, I did, however, owe a movie from last week, so I guess we can go ahead and jump into that if you guys are ready to talk movies. I actually thought it was reverse. About that. Oh, you you're you're overdue. Yeah. Okay, because Sean is the one who owes one. This yeah, week. yeah, and he is not Con- here, so he'll have to conveniently. I, I want to hear that review too. I was I was looking forward to that for a while. You ain't uh, getting it. Endless poetry. Uh, you guys want to hear my review of uh, Win It All? Okay, yeah. That's this is the uh, what what's his name from New Girl? What's his name? Uh, Jake Johnson. J- Jake Jake Johnson. I completely forgot about this. Did you? Yeah, you could have got away with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a nice guy though, and um, I'm committed to the show, and I want to do a good job. So is I'm going to talk about is there, it. Is there a shade tree around here anyway? <laughs> what, why is it so dark all of a sudden? It's it's, uh, it's the sticker on the on the skylight. All right, when it all is directed by uh, Joe Swanberg, it was also written by Joe Swanberg with uh, Jake Johnson. The movie stars Jake Johnson, um, someone I've never seen before. I'm probably going to butcher her name. It, it looks like uh, Aslan uh, Derbez. She is very beautiful yeah, and a very beautiful. nice, pretty good actress. I've never seen her before, I don't think. But, um, yeah. Done something. Yeah. It also has uh, Keegan-Michael Key and uh, Joe uh, Trulio. I always mess up his name, too. Um, the movie's about... I guess I'll uh, read the synopsis, actually. A small-time gambler agrees to stash a duffel bag for an acquaintance who is heading to prison. When he discovers cash in the bag, he can't resist the urge to dip into the funds. Um, yeah, so this movie starts off, we see Jake Johnson. He, we see his little routine, routine, I suppose. By day, he's a um, he works at like a parking lot for uh, people that are trying to go to Cubs games and stuff. So he like works across the street, like a really low-paying, kind of, kind of a shitty job. And at night, he uh, goes and gambles his earnings, um, like, until the sun comes out the next morning. So he, like, doesn't sleep, basically. Or he sleeps, but he just sleeps, like, during the day when a normal person would be working and having a productive day. So already we see that he's kind of a, um, not necessarily a low life, but he lives his his life a, a way that we would not see as ideal. And he has a serious uh, a gambling addiction. Um the guy, I don't really remember his name. I believe it's uh, Bob or, or Michael. Um, he's like kind of a, this scary guy. He ends up leaving a uh, bag at Jake Johnson's house. And um, he asks him if he can watch it while he goes to prison um, and not to look in the bag. Um, and from it, this moment, I was super curious and I didn't understand why this guy was doing this because it's already been established at this point that um eddie played by jake johnson is a gambling addict and even if you hardly know him well if you hardly know him you wouldn't leave like fifty thousand dollars in cash at his place while you go to prison because you don't trust him and if you do know him you know that he is a gambling addict so why would you leave fifty thousand dollars at his place while you go and do a stint in prison um from this point on the movie never really uh recovered with me if i'm honest um 
the structure is built on that very flimsy, very flimsy um, base or premise. And I didn't really understand that at all. Um, Not to say I hated the movie, um, but yeah. Uh, So Jake Johnson uh, ends up obviously dipping into these funds in order to fund his gambling habit. Uh, First thing that he's only going to borrow $500. He wins a bit of a a bit of money and he replaces the $500. But then of course he's a gambling addict and he can't stop until he starts losing a lot of money. And he ends up being over like $20,000 in the hole to this guy that's in prison. Who's obviously not, not a guy you want to fuck with. Um, but, uh, we see him start to get on the right path a bit. Um, I guess I'll leave off there. I don't want to spoil anything else. Um, but yeah, he develops a relationship with a woman named Eva and, uh, we get a nice, we get like a little bit of backstory on him through that relationship. He sort of explains his relationship with his brother and and uh, their father and the, sort of the relationship that they had. And you get to see a more more personal side of him, which I thought was um, very nice for his development and it made me care about his character a bit more. Um, if I'm honest, though, the stakes in this aren't as high as I'd like them to be. Um, this, the guy that went to prison, he seems like a very scary dude. However, there's no moments where you feel that, yeah, where I feel like the stakes are incredibly high or, or, or feel, um, like, like an anxious feeling, you know? Um, I couldn't help but compare this movie obviously to Mississippi grind. I think that came out in like what, 2015 maybe. Um, yeah, that was like one of my favorite movies of 2015. Uh, it was dire- directed by, uh, Ryan Fleck and I think Anna Bowden. Um, they created Half Nelson. Anyway, Mississippi Grind is an amazing movie. I love it. And uh, I couldn't help but make that comparison because in Mississippi Grind, um, you, you follow the lead character and he's also a gambling addict. And um, there are times in that movie where he's gambling and he just won't stop. And you you feel that the stakes are high and you feel like, um, I don't know, Mississippi Grind turns you into like a sponsor almost. Like you feel like that guy's sponsor. Uh, what's the main character in uh, Mississippi Grind? Who's that played by? I forget his name. The Australian guy. Why? Whoa! Wow! Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. Dude, I almost forgot it too. Yeah, yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. You feel like you become his sponsor in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. like you want to see him do well. Like you want him to. Yeah. Make- you want to see him make like the right choices and win it all. I don't get that same feeling. I don't feel that he is. He's obviously doing really dumb shit, but I don't feel that connection with him. And I don't feel that the movie hasn't taken me through this journey where I care enough about his character also for him to make the right decisions. And I don't feel the stakes are that high and that, that I don't want to see him fail. And I want to see him keep fucking up his life. Um, with when it all, I was like more comp, I was more comfortable on the outside. That makes sense. Like the stakes and the lows and the highs are never, as great as they are in Mississippi grind. Um, but yeah, not to keep making that comparison, but it was, it was I mean, uh, it's such a great movie and yeah, it, it does it, have, it does, it, it is similar it, in, in a certain similar, aspect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think when it all is structured in a really interesting way, um, cause we get to see him, uh, we get to see him do good, I think, which is an interesting way of, uh, of, um, I don't know, sort of making that uh that development uh from being an addict into doing good. 
Um, this one's structured in a much different way where he like uh, sort of tries to work his life out. And I think that that was a, a nice little um, change from like the typical addiction movie. Um, this movie also makes bowling looks look really fun. They, they like go bowling like three fucking times in this movie and it looks fun. Like they're having the best time. Big and it made me want to bowl. <laughs> maybe you want to give bowling a second chance. You're like, eh, maybe maybe I fucked up the last couple of times. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> fuck bowling. Yeah, I know if I went bowling, I'd be like, in 20 minutes, I'd be 20 like, what the like, fuck am I doing? Like, I need to leave. My fucking fingers start hurting from the fucking holes. Um, My asshole friend is too good and competitive and making me look bad. Yeah, yeah. It's always that fucking friend. The one that the ones that can curve it and shit. Yeah, it's like yeah, I was in bowling league, asshole. so you know that's how I know how to curve it. He, they don't even hold the ball like us; they're like on another level. Yeah. They do this. Fucking what the bullshit. fuck was that move? That's you never see that shit. That's a curve. They, they just throw it out like that. It's don't like even, you're throwing out some like whack ass spell. They don't do what we do, bro. They don't do the uh, the underhand palm out. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I think this is definitely one of um. Joe Swanberg's most scripted uh, movies, um, but I don't think it's one of his strongest. If I'm honest, um, I think um, I think a lot more work could have been done on uh, Jake Johnson's character uh, Eddie. I do think that he is endearing to a small degree, but I think if it had taken us on more of a, a journey through like more lows and more uh, I don't know. Uh, more raised stakes. You would, we would have had some sort of investment in his character, and um, yeah. I can, all right, I see what you're saying. I can agree with what you're saying. It's, I think it's just from yeah. For me, I, I took it for what it was, and I, it was a very simple story. And I like yeah. the fact it was. It was one of those movies you kind of throw up on throw on uh, on a Sunday and just kind of watch. Yeah, I think that that's probably true of all or most of Joe Swanberg's movies. And which I like sometimes, you know, it's like no really heavy investment, but, you know, you stay for the characters and the simple story. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would agree with that. I am a big fan of his. Um, I think, I don't know, this isn't one of my favorite movies, but I still I still enjoyed it to a degree. And um, I think Jake Johnson is is a national treasure and I would watch anything that he's in. Always. He is, man. It's like it's great that he's finally I like just getting hang out with him. Yeah, right? like I feel like he's one Hollywood actor. Like you saw that he's on Hannibal Burris's uh podcast, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, he's they did an episode together. And it's like those are the two guys I would love just to hang out with. Yeah. yeah I think it would be a good time. I think Hannibal would probably be a bit rowdy. Hannibal seems rowdy. He seems like he's like chill, but like, like always chill, like too chill, like suspiciously chill, like he'd be rowdy. And then somehow <laughs> he disappears for like an hour yeah. and he comes back. He's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And then something else happens in the other room. He's like, yo, what the hell did you do? Yeah. I saw a video of him getting arrested recently and I was, I had really? no idea that, 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 that it existed, but apparently he's a couple of years old. Really? It was fucking hilarious. What did he <laughs> do? Great. I don't know. He was like just being, you know, just talking shit to a cop or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, when it all is... Um, it's a it's a it's an, it's a decent little movie. Um, it's an interesting look at a gambling addiction addiction that's not too heavy, and it there's there's some comedy in there, and um, there's some some pretty good music in there too as well. Um, I would rate it. I would say a, a three out of five. Solid three out of five. Yeah, um, I feel like. I feel like that's it's it's weird because that's how I feel a lot about Joe uh, Swanberg's movies is they always like somehow always hit that middle point. They're always I feel like. It's never been a movie where I'm like, oh, this is horrible. It was just always like right that nice line where it's like nothing too crazy or amazing, 
you know, mm-hmm. but it's never too, it's not, it's not a bad movie. It's always just a solid film. Yeah. I think he's got some great ones. I mean, yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying in general though, like even his stuff that you probably don't like is still in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I think I would agree with that. Um, I love his approach to, uh, just filmmaking in general. And, yeah. um, I was reading, I was actually reading something about this film in particular and how the way they work with the micro budget, uh, micro budget, uh, and it was him and Jake Johnson kind of talking about the process and, you know, he's like basically saying how much he loves just working on these small pieces because everyone does something on set and it's not like these weird Hollywood movies where it's just like, there's some dude who's like, <laughs> he's, like he's trying to go to the bathroom and it's like this dude that just follows him everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, why are you following me? He's like, he's like they told me I had to follow you. <laughs> he's oh, like, yeah. I just need to use the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's, it's cool. I like their approach. Yeah. They, they usually like pool. Or not necessarily pool their money together, but they often have like a stake in the movie, mm-hmm. like the actors, uh, because the compensation isn't you know amazing compared to what they make for like big budget movies. But um, yeah, I, I like the idea of that, and uh, I think it allows them to make uh, a lot of movies and also movies that explore things that I don't know you typically don't see in big budget movies. So I think that's good. Um, anybody want to talk about something? Um, uh, I mean, I guess I'll talk real quick just because mine is a rewatch. Uh, actually, yeah, I was going to say that it's <laughs> all right. So, uh, and, and, and Tom, you can't give me shit because you watched Departed last week. Uh, well, and in also a, in addition to a, a movie I watched. So, and also I like rewatching movies. It's necessary. You just can't watch a movie one time and just expect to, uh, just be like, Oh, I got everything. Uh, but this one is actually <laughs> like you watch a movie one time. You're like, Oh, that's all I needed. And just like I understand everything, like uh, I don't know. I funny like, movies like that. I don't know. Sometimes you want to <laughs> rewatch something. Well, I mean, like some. If you like a movie, <laughs> if you're rewatching it, it's because there was something there that you are like. I need to get. Of course, out of. I just don't. What you watch? Talk uh, about. I rewatched or revisited uh, Stargate. I haven't watched it since I was like a kid. When I'm talking about a kid, like I actually forgot about like a lot of this film. How'd you watch it? Uh, I forgot Netflix. I think you didn't. You motherfucker. No, you what? didn't. Where was it? I completely forgot. It had to be my steelbook. Oh, no, no. It was Hulu. Wow. You didn't use my steelbook? No, it's because I found it the next day. Uh, So. What's happening? He's upset that it didn't I have a steelbook uh, Blu-ray of Stargate. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he watched that. Why didn't he? <clears throat> exactly. Anyway, Stargate, directed by Roland Emmerich, uh, starring James Spader, Kurt Russell. Uh, So... This uh, let me begin with this. I didn't know Roland Emmerich did this film. It's kind of weird thinking about it now, just because Roland Emmerich has like a very interesting career in Hollywood. He's just, especially in the '90s, he's just known for his like big, big blockbusters and early aughts, like you know, fucking Day After Tomorrow, 2012, and all that other bullshit. Independent? Didn't he do Independence Day? Yeah, he also did. He did both Independence <laughs> Days. Uh, so it's actually a really weird f- film to kind of revisit when you're older, because when I was a kid, I really enjoyed it or remember enjoying it a lot. And even, you know, as time progressed, I watched uh, Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis uh, when I was in, like, high school and stuff. And I, and I really enjoyed those shows. And I would say this. My, initials impre- my initial impression, I feel like I enjoyed it for certain elements, but not for everything. And this is why. Uh, I feel like this movie stuck between, like, a good science fiction film and, like, the Hollywood blockbuster role and Emmerich wanted it to be. Like... In the beginning, it starts off with, like, interesting world building. It kind of has, like, really great, like, character, like, production design, like, things like that. 
But as the film progresses, it kind of like boils down to the typical tropey Hollywood film where it's just guns fucking blasting and just, just, you know, it's just noise. And there's nothing really there of substance. And I think this is why the show succeeded a little bit, just because I think it relies more on what we see in the like first half of the film. Uh, yeah, overall, yeah, it's it's just one of those weird films kind of revisiting. Because when I was, like I said, when I was younger, I was like, I love this shit. And then kind of revisiting when you're older, you're like, it's like, eh, there's certain things uh, that you kind of like missed out on or you just weren't a pay intended to. Uh, I will say this, those weird guards, still terrifying. The guards. Yeah, the guards with the fucking Anubis, like like the Egyptian god yeah, mask. I think one was played by, uh, what's his name, Jaiman Hansu. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, no, I mean, overall, uh, it's still, I think it's a solid film with great world building, but I think the shows later on encapsulate it a little bit better and make it more interesting than it than it was in the film, at least. Yeah. I think I think it suffers a little bit because Roland Emmerich wants it to be I think he's just upset, obsessed with making a blockbuster. Yeah, I like think it, he really is. Yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily him, but yeah, I think um, I think they definitely tried to they tried to put that blockbuster appeal in it, and I think that uh, that it suffered like like depth wise because of that. Yeah, like it exactly. Been, it could have been much deeper. Yeah, because like I said, like they're kind of like dealing with a lot of interesting concepts, you know, like interdimensional travel. Yeah. You know, the like, first act is I think I like the first act a lot because it does some especially for like that time it 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 does some interesting things um with the with the portal and where the stargate and stuff and you think it's gonna get real weird but it doesn't get that weird that's yeah i was hoping it it, it, you know like one of those things that i'd really just you would hope that it would kind of like lean into it more hard sci-fi at least and just like make it a little bit more because they're like stuck on the other side of this gate and they can't get back and you, this could have kind of played a little bit more, not horror, but it could have been a little bit more thrilling, a little bit more intense in their situation. The stakes could have been yeah. uh, a, a bit different, but at, at the end of the day, it just be kind of becomes this like Hollywood, like, oh, we need to blow something up. And that's the yeah, solution. So bringing a fucking atomic bomb. Yeah, basically, there's basically no yeah, the, the solution is to blow something up, which I, you know, sometimes it works for action films, but then I feel like with this, it just didn't make any sense for the story. Uh Overall, I think for nostalgic reasons, I still give it a three just because it it, it was able to bring about like two uh, two great shows for my youth that I enjoyed. Overall, yeah, I still I still enjoyable. Just that final fucking act, I wasn't a fan of. I lost interest. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How about you, Tom? What's going on with you? Oh, you want me to talk about a movie? Yeah, sure. I was, I just, I was watching something I really want to bring up, but it's not related to the podcast. Now I have to remember to bring it up when we're done recording. Why you just don't take a screenshot it? I did, but I gotta go back to it on Facebook. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm sorry, the podcast is fucking inconveniencing you right now. It's just, now. it's so hilarious and in the moment, I don't want to. Uh, can you? All right, how about this? Just tell us, just so, just so we have it. All right. So there's this viral video of the listening party, Nas's listening party. Do you see the guy with the orange hoodie and the creepy beard in the back? I kind of see someone. Well, you can't see him in this shot, but that's Connor. Connor? Yeah, from working on set with Matt, the big Louis C.K. guy with the beard. Oh, really? Yeah, he's him. So you know someone (laughs) at this Nas listening party? But it's just funny. He's back there towering over everyone like this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, and he just happened to just like 
runt find that? Yeah. Well, That's... I knew he was in it. He oh. posted on Instagram, but now I'm seeing it go viral on my Facebook externally. Well, you see him, <laughs> Louis again, <laughs> just like fucking straight chilling. Right, is it going viral because of him, or is it just going viral for others? It's, it's Kanye and a bunch of people bobbing their heads to the new Nas album. All right, you want to talk about a movie now? Not yeah. we could kind of talk about properly the new interrupted album. the podcast. May or may not for, cut that out for a video. Probably cut that out. Um, <sighs> all right, I was expecting it to be a lot funnier. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's. I'll show you later. <laughs> Put it in better context. All right, so I watched the movie. Um, you ever watch movies based on how long they are? Do you guys do that often? No. Yeah, I actually do sometimes. I will not watch a movie based on how long it is, but I've never watched a movie because of how long it is. Well, if, like you ever knew you didn't have a lot of time, so you're like, what's the shortest movie I can no. Yeah, I've done that sometimes where I'm like, no. I, I want to squeeze in a movie. Like, I, I don't want to feel constrained. I don't. Sometimes I just need to watch a movie in a time crunch for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I've never All right. That. So here's the deal, I'm real, right? I'm really good about planning my my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you just don't have a life, all right? Whoa. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, funny enough, the same person who recommended me to watch American Honey, did. They had no idea I was going to become obsessed. Uh, but they watched a movie they found interesting, not necessarily liked. It was my friend Aaliyah. Um, she. Uh, she said something about this movie a long time ago, and it just popped up on Amazon. And I was like, you know what? Let me watch it. It's an hour 29. That is... The dream for that you. That is nice sometimes. Uh, it's called The Only Living Boy in New York. Came oh, out I heard about last this. Year. Um, so it's uh, written and directed by... or Sorry, directed by Mark Webb, director of 500 Days of Summer. You may know him from. Uh, writer uh, Alan Loeb. And it's starring... Uh, Kellen Turner, Kate Beckinsale, Pierce Brosnan, Cynthia Nixon, and Jeff Bridges. A star-studded cast. Jeff Bridges. Uh, the synopsis goes, Adrift in New York City, a recent college graduate's life is appended by his father's mistress. Uh, so a little context on this movie. Uh, it's a very vague synopsis. It's, it kind of starts off um, with Jeff Bridges narrating some stuff, right? Everybody loves hearing him talk. We all love Jeff Bridges. And uh, he, he's also narrating the movie. He's also in the movie. So it's kind of weird in that way. And this movie is basically... So I'll, I'll talk about like the story and then I'll talk about what I think about this world that this guy happens to write within. So it starts with with this boy, right? His name's Thomas. Kept hearing my name throughout. And he uh, he he's kind of got this thing going on with this this girl his age and... There's a lot of philosophical talk about how New York doesn't have a soul anymore, and and they keep making this joke, or he keeps making this joke, that the most vibrant uh, place in New York is Philadelphia, because it's close. They're saying that New York just has no soul anymore, and they're talking about uh, like an Urban Outfitters opening somewhere, or a Starbucks opening somewhere, kind of beating you over the head with that. Um, It's nice to live in New York and get a little context for this movie. Um, So... I'll talk about that, but so he sees his father, right? His father's a big publishing uh, house guy. He he's like a millionaire, and he you know throws these big balls for uh, writers and everything. And he uh, he sees him having a mistress at an event. Like he wasn't supposed to be there. He he sees him there. He's with another woman. He's like, "Fuck, my mom is going to be devastated." 
His mom is played by uh, Cynthia Nixon, and the mistress is Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, Kate and, Beckinsale. Uh, right. And um, it goes back and forth between him struggling to figure out what he's going to do. If he tells his mom she's going to be wrecked, he, he keeps alluding to the fact that she's bipolar and she has like emotional issues and, and she's depressed and, and everything. So she she feels like the right thing, or he feels like the right thing to do is tell her, but at the same time, I'll destroy her. So he's in a tough, tough spot. Now, he starts following his father's mistress, and this in turn leads to him becoming uh, physically involved with her, right? You mean they have sex? So basically, you're Eskimo brethren with your uh, your father. That's not weird. <laughs> Pretty weird, right? No, not weird at all. I guess not. I mean, you know. There's been weirder. Yeah, but you know, like if you're kissing her, your your dad was just making out with her too. It's kind of Maybe weird. that's how he gets off. All right. Well, that's not alluded to in the movie. So this movie, um, there's more to it than that, obviously. He, uh, he moves, or he lives in this apartment in the Lower East Side. His parents hate it. They want him to come back up to the Upper West Side with all the rich people. And they keep thinking Lower East Side is like, poor now put yourself in our shoes we can't afford to live in the lower east side well we all right i'm talking to everybody except you harvey rich rich boy harvey uh that's your that's your rap name that's rich your rap boy. name <laughs> rich, rich boy, boy harvey uh so that gives you a hint that you're operating with very rich people here and this story is embedded into a world of rich fucks and you know what? New York has not lost its soul. Do do you get that impression? A little bit here and there sometimes. I don't think so, man. It's all here. You know, if you're fucking, if you're poor, if you're just living out here, you know, just doing your thing, sure, there's not as much crime. But, I mean, is that necessarily a bad thing? Like, I think if you, like, I walk around Ridgewood, this neighborhood we're in right now, and I see plenty of vibrance you know i think i think specifically when they talk new york i think they're talking about the city right itself and in, and on top of that they're probably again staying to the neighborhoods that they know exactly and not treading like but, because that's why i love brooklyn and queens and stuff just because i think it has a lot of like culture and just i don't know i think it's some vibrancy well, here i think it, it to me it's what, what do you define how do you define soul what is soul yeah I think they're just. What is the soul? I think I think Steve's got it there. Like when Manhattan used to, like, uh, involve more cultural communities, whereas now they've but, but also settled you, in Queens it's and like, Brooklyn. And then also on top of that, you're talking about again, like you know, probably like yuppie yuppies, right? And you know, they their logic behind all this shit is probably like, yeah, it has no soul. But I'm like, it's like even if it still was the same as it was before, you're probably a bitch about that. Like, it's like too much crime. It's like I can't can't walk right. I can't walk I can't walk my cat. Okay, so <laughs> like, <laughs> so that kind of helps my point a little bit. But what I don't actually get, even after watching the movie, is whether or not this uh, the the person who wrote this movie and, and Mark Webb do they truly believe that, or are they writing it in the context of these rich yuppie fucks? Now, I mean, is there is there an outsider with that other side? The, the, the basically not looks, really. Okay, so I, actually, yeah, the girl, but I mean. And and she uh she does allude to uh the boy I'm talking the girl that's his age he's romantically involved with, and uh she alludes to him becoming them, and he's like what who's them this city, 
So yes, maybe you're right. So maybe the the director and the writer are aware. However, I think Mark Webb has a thing for uh <laughs> this character uh what is his name? Callum Turner. He's he's similar to uh what's his face and uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 500 Days of Summer. How so? They're very sad and entitled. Yeah. And that's kind of like an obnoxious trait or like combination at least. Right. And you know, when I watched um, 500 days of summer for the very first time, I was in a similar place as him where I, I, I don't know. Have you watched that movie recently? I haven't watched it recently. It doesn't hold up in the sense that I still like that movie. I think, I think though, I I think that's why I haven't watched it in so long is because I don't know if I could sit there and just watch someone kind of like, because even when I first watched that movie, I didn't think she did anything wrong exactly and like and that and but i also understood where he came from in terms of like being like felt like felt like he was being led on because in turn they i think they were both at fault mm-hmm. but i mean i feel like i've grown out of yeah that, i think the it's, sympathy for that movie yeah which is weird because i used to be quite the hopeless romantic <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh I, I used to love movies like that bro but so what I'm saying is they're they're making a lot of movies about these fucking Yuppies. entitled yuppie people and uh not that Joseph Gordon Levitt was necessarily rich in that movie, but he was entitled, right? So this movie uh has a lot of good philosophical stuff going on. Um a lot of it's delivered through the literal star of the show who who carries the movie. It's uh Jeff Bridges, as you can imagine. Now, I think this movie has some really, really clever writing, um, but it's so clever that it doesn't match the plot. Like, I'm talking, like, so, sometimes Noah Baumbach-esque, but you know how Noah Baumbach's stories are so rooted and they feel, like, just so well done in, in reality and, and stuff? This movie is a little bit more of, like, like, your your you know, your parents would like this movie. Like, it's not an intellectual film or or drama or dramedy that would would stand on its own or stand the test of time, uh, but it tries to be with dialogue, and I don't really like it that much for that. There's some some good lines in here that I thought stood out to me that I actually wrote one down, and that was a uh, the far he says he's talking to his mom and she's really upset and she's like I want to remind you something. the farthest distance in the world is the line between how it is and how you thought it was going to be. I thought that was pretty pretty damn good writing, right? Yeah. I like that writing. Harvey's yeah. like, nah. It resonates with me. Oh. So, the the acting is good from everyone, I think. Like, good enough. Jeff Bridges is great. Um, and this movie is not... I don't know. It has kind of a twist. Not a crazy, like... Uh, it's not a twist like a... How do I explain this? supernatural twist or anything like that it's totally just like a a a dramedy or not a dramedy it's it's a drama not a dramedy and uh it's like a family drama and uh yeah i don't know man i like it kind of but i don't really i mean it it was entertaining and as i've stated on this show before that is one of the most valuable things in a movie for me is being entertained because too often I've watched shit where I'm just like, get me the fuck out of here right now. Like, like Winchester. When I was watching that, I was like shaking in my seat with, with anxiety, just like waiting for the credits. Uh, 
and this movie is a uh, it's passable enough to keep you engaged and there's some tense moments where you know he's 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 fucking <laughs> his dad's mistress and you're you're wondering if he's going to get caught and stuff like that so there's stuff like that going on that's actually interesting can, can i read something real quick yeah uh so i guess uh this is referencing the the dialogue mm. you're talking about i guess one of the characters was said something very like you know profound whatever uh <laughs> This person gave this movie uh, I'm going to tell you the score afterwards. They just wrote, takes one course of 21st century American literature. That's all he wrote as his review. <laughs> yeah, that's what I just said. There's a lot of fucking pretense in that shit you fucking said. I don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. And it's just like, he gave it a one star, so I guess he didn't like the movie, but uh, that's pretty funny. It makes it, how do you describe the dialogue? It seems like it seems like it's trying to be yeah. really profound. Okay, yeah, it is trying to be very profound. And like I said, it does not match the the story needs to be profound as well if you're going to do that. I feel like when it comes to writing, uh, especially with stories like this, or if you're trying to attempt to write something like this, I, I think you should just write your own, with your own voice. Right. And don't don't try, like, write at your level. Don't ever try to just, like, I think, Google shit. I think and, the person you know. who wrote this is not... I think they know what they're writing, and I think they're good at writing. I just don't think they're good at crafting a story. Just because... No, I'm, I'm not saying they're bad. people are bad writers. I'm just saying... Overall, it's just like I think you should write with your own voice or write something. Yeah, make it because I, I feel like I it did, it's, it because it makes it sound a little disingenuous. It doesn't seem like you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess it does seem a little disingenuous for that sense. But I, I get like the ambition. Like yeah. he wanted to write that dialogue and write those themes in the movie and try yeah, to make course. it very profound. I just don't think the performances and the the way that the story was construct constructed. It just seems really, probably what you describe makes it seem really just like. What's the word? Not, not like. It's interesting. Schmaltz. I, mean, I don't know. Like, uh. it's funny enough. This movie, like, this is one of those movies where you're gonna get. I love movies so much. The reason I love movies so much is because. <laughs> is this you, your book report? You could I go. Love movies. You could go on IMDb, Redbox, Letterbox, and none of the the reviews are the like. The average review, and the consensus is different on every fucking website, and I love that. Because uh, you know, it's so funny. Like if I wanna, if I wanna go like hear what fucking mouth breathers are saying about this movie, I'll just go to Redbox.com and read the review. <laughs> fucking savage. If I wanna hear what like actual film lovers and people who watch a lot of movies are saying, I'll go on Letterbox. And on Letterbox, this movie is just all I see is one and two star reviews. One, two, one, half, one, half, half. That's pretty bad. And I don't think this movie deserves it, to be honest with you. I guess, um, gosh, I don't know. I guess I get the movie a little bit to the sense where I don't think it's like worthy of a half star. And I think it's entertaining enough to to stand as a movie. And uh, I don't know, there's some okay performances. But IMDb, actually, there's a lot of eight star reviews, seven star reviews. So you see what I'm saying? Just yeah. so it's, Mixed, it's divided yeah. there. Um, I'm somewhere in the middle, right? So I'm going to go like three stars on this. I think it's... I think there's something there. I don't know. I, I just enjoyed it a little bit. Oh, that might be me, man. I'm sorry. I was fucking with headphones. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think you could do a lot worse with your time. It's super short, so it's like the commitment's low. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of problems with this movie, so... Like if I had to grade it as a teacher, I'd give it a sixty percent, and that's like three stars, right? Okay. 
That's an interesting way to look at your Well, because three stars seems high on the one through five scale. It seems about... But like, it seems it above seems, average. It's, it's mediocre. Yeah, it's slightly above average. I think but two like, and a half is average, but... but I, yeah, two, yeah, that's how I see it. Yeah, it's probably between two and a half and like three a D stars. Plus. It's a D minus for me. Okay. But... I don't know. You could do a lot worse, though. I, I like... J- Jeff Bridges is so great to look at. He's got a fucking David Lynch haircut going on. Does he really? Yeah. Look him up in this movie. He's yeah, okay, I see it now. <laughs> and he, dude, it's so funny that this guy... It's not his character. He really can't breathe. Right? Jeff Bridges? Yeah. I don't know. Like, he can't breathe, dude. He's like... <laughs> he does it all. I don't know what it is. I think it's just him. Like, And they're like, you know, it's part of his fucking charm. Let's hire him. And I would, too. But, like, you can hear him in the fucking microphone. It's just... <sighs> and I love it. He's just, like, tired as fuck in every role. I don't... <laughs> I don't know if... I don't know what's going on with uh, with him. I <laughs> hope his good. health is good. Yeah, I yeah, hope his health is good, too, because we, I love yeah, him. Yeah, we want to keep seeing him in things. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, so it's a three? Yeah, it's light three, as light as can be. Okay. But uh, I, I appreciate, you know, Aaliyah for recommending me a movie she found interested. I, I didn't hate it. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That, that's Any, nice. Anyone else watch movies? I don't think so. So I think uh, we should head into The Incredibles 2. Uh, here's a clip. So, are we going to talk about it? Why? The elephant in the room. What elephant? Mom's new job. It's time to make some wrong things right. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need to change people's perceptions about superheroes. And Elastigirl is our best play. Better than... Me? <clears throat> All right, uh, The Incredibles 2. Elastigirl springs into action to save the day while Mr. Incredible faces his greatest challenge yet, taking care of the problems of his three children. Uh, this was directed by Brad Bird, uh, stars Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, um, all the people from the from the first one. You know, Samuel Jackson is back. Um, Jonathan Banks is in here. Bob Odenkirk. Um, okay, who wants to lead us off? Who's got the most passion? You, you uh, Steve? I guess I go. All right, go for it. Uh, initial thoughts. Uh, so kind of going into this film, uh, there's a lot of like just baggage, I guess, in a weird way, just because it's been 14 years, and it kind of starts off right at the end of the first movie. Uh, have you guys watched the first one? Baggage, Re- baggage in terms of what? Just like, just like people have been waiting. Like it's just like this film is like people were like begging for this movie for some reason. I um, I, and, I watched and I the first one when it was new. Yeah, and, uh, I haven't watched it since. So I watched the recap video, which is thank you for the channel, the YouTube channel that does that. Recap vids. They they cover everything you need to know. That's great. Every like every single plot point mm-hmm. in like seven minutes. That's great. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It has like this weird like. You know, it's been 14 years, you know, in the, the last film, everyone was kind of clamoring for it. And I, I would say initially, I think, I, think it, I think it holds up and I think it does a good job, especially being a film that's like has this huge expectation and has this huge like following. That, and, and I think overall, uh, in terms of uh, animation, story, characters, I think... It holds up, and I think it does a great job, kind of like reintroducing us to these characters from like that long ago, and then also introducing like a new generation to this char- these characters as well. Uh, 
I still enjoy the first one a lot more. I just I think I like the style of the first one. And and that's the problem. I haven't seen this movie in like five plus years, but I think I just enjoy how like melancholy the story was in terms of like, you know, this guy who's who used to be this incredible person, no pun intended, but and he has to kind of live this very mundane life. And I like how the way he had very much this weird like gray scale and his like mon- like everything was just mundane and and I found like more comedy in that than I did in the second part. I, for me, the sequel wasn't as funny. I think there was a lot of good moments. And there there were parts where I, I thought were pretty fucking funny. Like, I would laugh like, even, like, five minutes afterwards. But but I think, I, I think I'll still hold the first one near and dear to my heart. So, overall, I think they did a great job. Kind of, like, would you... I don't know if it's, like, like kind of reintroducing us to this franchise again overall i agree yeah um okay in what ways do you agree <laughs> i don't like that i'm just <laughs> he's I'm like he's like he's like a well, debate a debate source <laughs> yeah. like uh, rebuttal i'm just kidding <laughs> like a teacher teaching no, us no. like like comprehension <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you're like and telling I'm, me I'm to give to explain teaching you how to think critically but i'm just i'm, I'm genuinely cu- curious <laughs> um i was genuinely curious how yeah, that was funny. How, uh, how you g- agree? I, I don't know. I just agree. Like it's uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it, it just manages to like pick up where they. So it picks up right where they left off, right? Yeah. They, and, uh, the what is it? The the, and the they mind. Even, they even like give you a big apology letter. I guess now Pixar is like doing this thing where they fucking like give you a. Sneak peek I fucking, before the I hate, movie. I hate that. That's it's, it's unnecessary. A, it's a waste. Of, like, I'll take the short film. Which yeah, short film was great. All right, let's let me talk about that. Real yeah, quick. we should have talked about the short film. Yeah, first. I want to talk all about right, the short so, film first. So, Incredibles two opens with a short film. Normally, I'm just rolling my eyes. Do you remember yeah. when we saw Pixar uh, and it was like fucking Olaf's adventure? Yeah, that was fucking brutal. Terrible. That show was like thirty five, forty was like minutes, thirty minutes long. Dude, I was about to swing. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> this is fucking yeah, rough. Pixar, but had to give me the hands for that one. Yeah, but uh, so. When when I went and saw uh, this movie and Bow came on, it's called Bow. Probably one of the most adorable little heartwarming. Yeah, that shit. That shit almost got me. Little short films I ever watched. Yeah. That was a uh, that was great. That, I think actually that I like the art. Yeah, the so art was great. Yeah. <laughs> art looked, was great. It looked great. Um, yeah, d- definitely be excited for the short if you're gonna. Go if see you can this try movie. to find it online, I would also recommend. Well, that I think as we well. should. It's it's about a woman that makes dumplings and then. One of the One dum- dumplings comes alive, comes alive, and she raises it like a son. Yeah, raises it basically like a kid. Yeah, but there's like, more to it. Yeah, that. there's a lot it's more. A lot to deeper. It. And there's it's crazy. More, but that's that premise alone is. Isn't it crazy that great. they can make this short film? Like it's like five minutes long. It has all this depth, complex. Yeah, well, like yeah, it has like depth, complexity. It's it's funny at times. It's probably and gonna they, win an Oscar too. Yeah, I bet it wins. <laughs> and Harvey's putting it down now. That's it's his good, Oscar, Oscar prediction. They right always now. win. Uh, but then you give give us something like Olaf, like that shit we watched a couple months ago, and that, that shit was brutal. It was like thirty minutes long. I got nothing out of it. I'll tell you what, though, in Bow, it's kind of a metaphor, and the movie's really, yeah, really deep and emotional. First thing I hear when it ends behind me, I don't get it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was just like, get get out of here. Just fucking hate my life. So back <laughs> back to the the main showing here, Incredibles two. Um, this movie, like, it just does such a good job at picking up where they left off. Like, it's one of the the Pixar movies that they feel so uh, 
I don't know. I, I'd say this is one of the ones that is geared towards adults even more than than the rest of them. I think kids still uh, still enjoy it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of social commentary, which I get into later, which is so subtle. Yeah. And so, yeah, which I was like weird because like it, it, it's so weird to me. But um, yeah, this it was entertaining. It had a like action that felt like I was watching a, a real action live action. Yeah, even action the, movie. The action sequences, I would say that much. They're actually really thrilling. There was like fights where I was like getting actually really there's into like it. There's like a scene where Elastigirl's like fucking doing like uh, extreme motocross parkour. Yeah, I was like, God damn, this is good. <laughs> yeah, and you know what I really love? I, I would in terms of art direction, I love even the score. I think that was one of my favorite parts. I think those are my two favorite parts because it it really takes, it's it's capturing the golden age of superheroes in comics like that particular time because there is a time afterwards where we see superheroes try to get a little bit more grittier. You know, there's you know there's different ages, but this was very much like bright suits. You know, this very distinctive art style and just like the colors that they use. And I, and I think also the score represents that as well. I think it was really great. Also, one thing I'd like to mention is uh, the fucking animation looks... The characters look animated, but the backdrops look... I literally... looks like they filmed them in real locations. It's incredible. They, they might have. Like, I don't know how <laughs> you can render something that real. That's incredible to me. Technology, like, baby. What? What do you... What, render what? Like, like, for instance, when you're looking at, like, the buildings and, like, the the surroundings around the characters, it yeah. looks so real. Yeah. Like, like, almost like it would be, like, handmade. That's that's really good stuff. Uh, you know, there's some good laughs in it, I think. Like, if you go see this with a group in the theater or, like, a big crowd, it's probably going to be a lot of uh, enjoyable moments. I don't think it's enough to make me laugh because I'm a terrible person. No, there's one thing that, for some reason, I, I still think about. Is this one thing that Dash says at the kitchen table early on in the film? Because they're all having the discussion, and it was the after, you know, after one one sequence. And <laughs> I need to remember what he said, but it was so fucking. Po- it, it, he did something that kids always do. Like they just like he's like he he made a comment. And his dad's just like, what What did you just say? He's just like, I don't know. I just heard it on TV. And his dad just kept looking at him, and he gave him this weird look. You know what I'm talking about? I can't remember. And it was just like, he's like, I am who I am, or something like that. <laughs> and his dad's just having a conversation, and then he just stops. He's just like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> dude, it's okay, that like, was funny. Dude, it's also so fucking like the great. the raccoon like, and Jack-Jack. Dude, that, that was, was fucking hilarious. That was actually that was one, of the great, one, of, one of the better fight sequences I would say in the movie. Like, that was actually sure, really good. Sure. Yeah. But overall... Um, Damn, this movie's hard to talk about. How so? I don't know. There's not a ton there to like pick apart, and there's also not enough. I disagree. Ooh, actually, yeah, you're right. I would go back to a. I would have to pivot to a social commentary from there. Um, All right, do you want to give your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you guys on with a lot of uh, things you've said. Um, Anything you'd like to add? Well, I'd just like to start off by saying that I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, when Incredibles first came out, uh, people were pretty crazy about it. A lot of my friends loved it. I didn't love it. I thought it was like a solid movie, but I wasn't like obsessed. It seems like everyone was like obsessed with that movie. And thereafter, like since then, people have always like wanted a second movie. I didn't. I couldn't really give a shit, to be honest, if the second <laughs> one came out. 
But um, yeah, after seeing this one, I actually like this one a lot more than I like the first one. Um, and I guess I'll talk about why. Um, the action is done really well. You guys mentioned that, like the Elastic Girl bike scenes are done really fucking well. The even like uh, I don't know. I feel like this movie doesn't really like, pull punches in a way, especially with like the fighting scenes. Especially yeah. Elastic, Elastic Girls fighting scenes, they they seem kind rough. of they're like brutal. Yeah. They're like brutal in a way. Like you f- kind of forget that it's a- like an animated Pixar movie because like like the punches and like the sound and stuff. Like the sound is done really well. They sound like real punches, and the action is done like really well. Like um, like they had like a martial arts like coordinator or something like an action coordinator actually do their fights or something. I don't know if that is the case, but they look a lot better than fights that I've seen in. Um, past animated movies and in the past Incredibles movie, they don't appear to be too like floaty and too soft. And um, a lot of the times they can seem like really animated, but these, you kind of get lost in the action and it feels more real. I like that aspect of it. Um, I think the movie itself and like the franchise kind of aged with its audience. Um, This one seems a little less kid friendly than I thought it would be. And I really liked it because of that. The humor I think can appeal to a kid for sure because this movie is very funny and it definitely has some scenes that um, are obviously geared towards a younger audience. But for the most part, I think this movie is more for the original, like the the OG kids, the ones that watch the original. Yeah. I think the humor and the, and again with like the action and like the violence in this movie, I think it's definitely geared towards an older audience. I think think um, they get that from it. I think that's, partly due to how big the gap was in between because think about 2004 how yeah. old were little kids in 2004 some of them didn't exist yeah so yeah. how what connection would they have to a sequel to a movie yeah, yeah. i think uh they, they realized for sure that a lot of um the kids that watched it in the first one in 2004 would be older now and probably have the kids so i think they wanted to uh make it worthwhile for the for the old people like us um, I like another thing I like is Mr. Incredibles, um, his journey, I guess, like um, in the first movie, Steve mentioned that we get to see him like living that mundane life, not being a superhero. Um, if you've watched the trailer, you've seen that he also doesn't really get to live the life of a superhero in this one either. Yeah, it's they want Elastigirl. They're, they're, she's the one that they want to market and uh, put back into the public's view. He, well, he has to take the uh, yeah. backdrop and well, take care of the kids. Let's be honest, man. He like, like I think we forementioned on our topic. We're talking about incompetent heroes. Yeah. And, uh, I also think it's <laughs> also due to a social commentary. I think they want uh, to promote the the female. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely. <laughs> I think that definitely plays a part. Um, but I really like his like his development and his journey through, yeah. through the two movies. Yeah. We get to see him. Um, he doesn't get to really be heroic and saving people, but we get some really cool uh, scenes and, and moments with him and his family and him actually learning how to live a normal life, yeah. and how to live, be a family man. Like he, he's still trying to trying to do it. He's still like chasing down that dream of being a superhero like the old days. But now I think he's becoming more comfortable this sounds super deep for like a fucking an animated movie about superheroes, but it seems like he's becoming more think, comfortable. I think it is that deep. Well, yeah, it's his journey. It's yeah. like it doesn't. It's not like a, and it's the, great to see the, the that swapping this, of the gender roles, yeah. man. It's, it's good. I, I I like. I think that's my favorite part of the film too. His moments where he has to kind of come to terms with who he is now and what he has to be and how 
and, and, and the thing, it's realistic. It's not like, oh, okay, I'm okay with this. No, it's like it's a struggle because you were once this person. I have to be someone else. Yeah. And you see him go through that struggle of like trying. And it's and I think it's it's done in a, in a realistic way, if, even for an animated movie. Yeah, I like that a lot about it. Um, yeah, so his journey isn't really like based in action, and neither like he's not defined by like that action or being a superhero anymore. And she and, and in her way, she's not defined by who she you know is as well. Which is man, this movie's deep. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, sound design. I kind of talked about the sound design. I really like it a lot, especially it comes into play really well in those action sequences. Like I. Like I mentioned, um, I just like the how brutal those uh, like those fight scenes sound and and uh, and how they look. Um, one thing I really liked was uh, they introduced two new characters. The I believe they were the Devers, like Evelyn Dever and the one played by um, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Uh, his name is Winston. Um, I like the relationship between Elastigirl and uh, Evelyn, Catherine Ke- uh, Keener's character. Mm-hmm. Um, they they kind of talk about the things that you were mentioning, like the, the social issues a, a bit. She was talking about um, uh, like her brother and how her bro- brother kind of runs the company as these, and he's like the face of the company and he sells shit, but she's actually like the sort of the mastermind and the actual one designing, designing everything they sell. And she's actually where the real success comes from to a degree. And I think... Um, I think that was definitely a subtle, like a, 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 I don't know, a subtle comment on society, but, um, this movie's chock full of them. Yeah. I, but I like their relationship and I like their conversations that they had. It seemed like the things, the things that they talk about, even in those brief moments, they seem, um, like well above a child's head, like a kid's head. Like I think, um, yeah, there were moments like in those conversations. I was like, "Kids are definitely zoning out right now." But I kind of enjoy the things they talk about. I can't really say what they were talking about. It's kind of, kind of a spoiler. But um, yeah, I just like that relationship and the dynamic that they had. Um, and I like how that develops well into the fucking third act. Because yeah, more spoilers. What, what what I found funny was the particular part about the. The body cams. Oh yeah, that was. Another. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah the body like, cameras. They're yeah. like, "Oh, we we don't we want to make uh, superheroes look better again by putting cameras on them yeah. so you could see if they're being just or not." Yeah, fucking yeah. crazy, bro. Yeah, kids, it's right over kids' yeah. heads. Right yeah. over it. Yeah, that's yeah. Like I think this aged really well. It's funny, it doesn't really like. It just admit it does it so tastefully to where it doesn't give an agenda. Like I don't yeah. believe that they're like. They're just talking about what's happening today. Like, I don't believe that they're on one side or the other, like the police officer side or the other, you know, that on that particular social commentary. I just like that they're, I don't know, I feel like somehow, some way Pixar is injecting this in the children's brains. Mm-hmm. Like, they gotta be. Like, there must be some effect, right? Or does it just go over their head completely? Maybe, maybe there's just subtle no, things that they probably I pick definitely up. don't think it goes. It must over be grabbing it goes some over sort head. of moral compass from. This I mean, shit. there's probably like know. jokes or things like something that's obviously they can't, they have no reference yeah. point for. I don't think they understand the intent, but I think they definitely will. I feel like it'll connect, like carry them. They'll, it'll, they'll carry that knowledge. Yeah. with them, I think so. Into uh, their older. What else? Do like, I like this is like see this whole time we're not having said anything we hated. Oh. And I and I'm trying. I'm struggling a little bit to say. 
It's because, hard to hate Pixar. Well, right? it is. I mean, actually, no, because there's sometimes, you know, with kids' films, it can kind of feel a little bit, you know, cheesy and kind of like forced a bit. But this doesn't do that at all. There was never a point where I cringed. I was never like... That's because Pixar is good um, at not cringing, making cringy stuff. There's some aspects that I didn't that I didn't really like about it. Um, I think they could have utilized Elastigirl uh, a little bit differently. I don't think that um, her and Mr. Incredible have a... Uh, like they carry equal weight in this movie. I think his, I'm, I was way more interested in what he was doing, if I'm honest, than than her. Um, even though she did have really cool action sequences, I think the payoff in the end is much better. Uh, inside the inside the house and his relationship with his daughter Violet, and um, okay, yeah, I can and, see that. And taking care of Jack Jack, like I liked I liked the Jack Jack stuff way more than yeah. I think Jack Jack was the star <laughs> of the show. Like he, I think his his scenes were like some of the best stuff in the film, easily. That, what, dude, after they go see Edna, and they're yeah, like that walking shit was down the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> so great. <laughs> but just that part where he's tired and like saying, he's like, I can't just keep giving him cookies, but if I don't, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Very very well done. Yeah, uh, I'm. I feel like people might think this is a cash grab. I was reading online. Well, everything's a fucking cash grab. Yeah, everything is obviously looking to make some kind of money. It's a fucking business. Like, what do you expect them not? But this is this is uh, this isn't a cash grab in the sense that it's uh, something that's quickly put together. Like, I consider a cash grab giving people something they don't know they want. Yeah, like like Jurassic World. Like nobody wanted that. Yeah, whereas Incredibles two, I think people actually wanted. I think uh, they really did satisfy an audience. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's Ocean's crazy. Eight, that's you wouldn't think you wouldn't think they'd be able to do it after like that long. Yeah, I didn't even want it, but I'm yeah. glad I got it. Yeah, so it's it's nice. I, I think everyone more. I think everyone won. Word. Yeah, uh, I liked all the performances too. Like all the voice acting is really great. I just love. <laughs> I just love hearing Bob Odenkirk's voice for some reason. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> See, nice. I like I like hearing Holly Hunter's voice. So I mean, I think we're all on the same page. Holly Hunter. Great. Lashed a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess you can't really go wrong with this movie. Fucking Pixar. Can't they just make something bad so I can rip it to shreds? Yeah, I'm just waiting like, for them to fuck like, up. I was like, fine. When they fuck up, I'm going to be there to I fucking like, shit Even on like it. sequels you didn't really know needed a sequel, like Finding Nemo. I saw Finding Dory. I was like, Finding Actually, Dory's great. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of Finding Dory. You're I'm crazy, honest. man. Gerald, you know it's crazy. I, well, yeah, that's funny, but <laughs> but the the octopus the, Hank is a great character. Just that little mm-hmm. trek through the fucking facility is so fun to me. See, I haven't seen I haven't seen a the last Pixar film. You gotta watch Finding Dory. I bro. saw Coco. I'm sign it to you. And I've seen this, but I haven't seen any other Pixar between this time. So I haven't seen uh, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur. Inside Out's okay. Cars, ten. Well, those don't count. <laughs> I guess if we, I guess if we wanted to rip sh- sh- something to shreds, I guess it, it cars. would be like the third Cars movie. Even though I like Cars, do you? only for one joke. I don't want to hear it. No, I'm gonna tell it to you. So he's on stage and everybody's quiet and the spotlight's on him, and people are expecting him to say something, and then some w- random car in the crowd goes. Free bird. <laughs> who wrote that and put it in? And who okayed that? Like kids, obviously. Like 
that's a joke that literally kids can't even get to a level to comprehend, you know? You don't know that shit. It's like a generational fucking joke. Like, it's free bird. <laughs> like he is asking him to play free bird. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, and I love it. But, uh, yeah, you guys have any other, other words for Incredibles 2? No, I'm overall positive about this film. Uh, like I said, uh, I think what's in the story, the character development is one, some of my favorite part of the film. And I still, honestly, I still think I like the first one a little bit more, but I have to rewatch it. It's been years, so maybe yeah, that, I, I that watched would the recap. Yeah, but I, if, if I rewatch it and kind of like look at it and, you know, maybe I can decide from there. But it's been a while and I still f- feel very fond of the first film. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of leaning towards this one a little more. I am too. For memory. I, I, I am, definitely. Harvey's like, I am. I'm standing my ground. I, it, I think it's superior, if I'm honest. I think, yeah, I All think right. like the action I mean, I'm not, was better. I, I won't, the action's mm-hmm. way better. I'm not going to argue. I think it's funnier. Yeah. Oh, we're arguing, though. I'm not going to argue. I mean, I could see all the points you're making. They're valid. So so we're right? I'm not. Well, you you have your choice. Harvey, you could pick. Right. You could pick if you like this one or the other one. You guys want to talk some more or throw out some scores? Throw out some scores. Yeah, I mean, it's a little short on the review this week, but uh, yeah, you can't, can't go wrong catching this. If you got kids, if you don't got kids. I think it's because it's overall just a good movie, and we're going to sit here for another hour and talk about how good it is. Yeah. You know, and there's no, like... It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you don't have kids, I think I'd wait a little bit, if I'm honest, so you can avoid the crowd being I'd around fucking, kids. I'd make my kids wait either way. <laughs> Dad, can we go see no. The Incredibles? In two weeks, all right? I'm well, not yeah. Trying. I guess if you've got kids already, though, you don't want my Tom has movie passes for all his kids. kids. Oh, wait. Let me tell a story. Oh, God. So here's the thing. I went and saw this. Pretty, it sold out pretty quick, but I managed to get to the theater early, buy the tickets, come back later. Because uh, I'm smart, unlike uh, some of our hosts on the show. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, should I cut that out? He won't listen, right? He don't listen to the podcast that he's not on. Uh, <laughs> so... Basically, um, I'm like feeling superior, right? I bought my tickets early. I'm uh, waiting in line to grab some popcorn, and I see uh, this father with his daughter. The movie's at 8.45. It's 8.32, okay, on opening night. And he goes up there with his daughter on his shoulder. She's got to be like four or five. They go to the kiosk, sold out. She goes fucking wild. She is just making a scene. He's like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, baby. Please don't cry. And I'm like, you piece of shit, father. You came 10 minutes before the fucking... You came 10 minutes before on fucking premiere night and trying to make your daughter happy? Yeah, that's a... That's a poor poor, effort. Poor planning. Unless he... Unless he did it on purpose. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to see this shit. (laughs) Which is... On on his end, that's genius. Wait a second. No, because then he's just got to come back another day. It's like, I don't want to fucking watch this shit. Oh, I tried, baby. (laughs) I just thought that was funny. I was like, fucking sucker. I don't even have a kid, and I managed to see it. Yeah, if he genuinely did want to see it or... Or genuinely intended to take his daughter to see yeah, that. Like, how do you expe- like, yeah, how the hell do you expect to actually get into the movie? Like, People have been waiting on this movie for a long time. You think, 14 years. You think you're going to just go fucking 10 minutes? Yeah, that show's funny. Before it on the opening night? Oh, we can get tickets. I, walk, I, I walked past him trying to calm his daughter down, smiling with my popcorn in hand. So with that kind of planning, I'm kind of worried for his daughter. So, all right, future. so this is very, this is very something similar that happened to me, or in terms of just like, Realizing, like, oh man, maybe it's it's kind of nice not having kids because I'm sitting. Story time. Yeah, I was yeah. sitting in the theater and I'm just like eating popcorn. This lady walks right by me, 
and she has kids and she's like trying to wrangle these kids and she looks at me and the kids run off and she's like are you here she's like, are you here alone and i'm sitting there like it's like she about to like fucking throw shade at me like what for being alone f- in the movie theater and i'm like yeah i'm alone i'm eating my popcorn she's just like oh that must be so nice and then she just kept walking <laughs> dude that's <laughs> depressing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can tell like she's just like she's i'm like, actually surprised so there's, nice. there's little to no kids of mine oh there was like fucking kids everywhere man there was yeah. a kid that started crying at one point i went on like a friday night uh, after was, after eight so maybe that's why or thursday i want i want to i went at six prime time yeah i uh no kids man it was nice i was nice i moved like three times for people i was like i had a nice seat and they were, like, like that shit no i saw you know sign seats Assigned seats? No, seriously, assigned seats for the future. I what? can't, can't I be mean, doing the show anymore. Most theaters do it, but not the shitty ones I've been going to. Yeah. All right, let's drop some scores. We haven't even fucking done that yet. What, Steve, what are you scoring? Uh, four out of five. Time? I think it's an uh, overall strong film. Ooh, that is strikingly high. Uh, I th- a cartoon? Yeah. For, I, I think I think it's just overall strong film. I, it. It's sad to say though, like I think with most animated features lately, it just like it probably won't stick with me for that long. It's gonna be one of those things like, oh, I watched it and I really liked it. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of tired of Disney just making good movies. I just want them to make something shitty for once, or Pixar in particular. Maybe, maybe one day. You know, I'm, I'm tired of dropping these four or fives. Okay, um, I don't think I dropped four out of fives for all of them, but you know what? I'm gonna drop a four out of five for this one. It was a. Uh I didn't see anything really wrong with it. I yeah, overall, I it's just it. it's a it's a strong film, and I recommend this to anyone. I think I, yeah, I think I was more entertained than I was in Coco. I think I gave Coco a three and a half. Yeah, I think for me, I think this is. I think I I had a good a better time at least with this, way better time. But I think the most fun I've had was Finding Dory in the last, you know, three three years of Pixar. Harvey? Just 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 give us that five. Um, give us that five. Yeah, as I mentioned, I like this more than the original. Um, I think it is sort of ballsy in some ways, which is surprising for an animated movie and made me laugh. Um, I really cared about the emotional development of some of the characters from the first one to the second one, or even in this in this movie as a single as a single movie. I think it shows some good things, and um, yeah, I'm really happy with my watch. I would give it a four out of five. When you said watch, I thought you meant your actual physical watch. You're like, I'm like, oh, that's a weird thing to throw in the end. All right. So I'm glad we all uh, enjoyed that. I wonder if Sean will watch it at some point. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I think he was probably dreading it. But, yeah, you guys want to pick out a movie for next week? Uh, I do want to pick out a movie, um, but not this time. But not <laughs> this time? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, what are you talking about? I just about? don't want to pick the movie that we have to pick. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's gonna be Jurassic World, um, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, Fallen Kingdom. The park is gone. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I believe we made that joke on the last episode. Yeah, the park is gone. <laughs> so um, what goes? What, what's tell me about the movie? Well, you know that park. It's not there anymore. All right, that's the log line. Yeah, it's just gone, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll be watching that next week. Um, so yeah, is anyone looking forward to it? <sighs> Fuck no, I'm not looking I forward to the it. First one, but I like. Kind of got a thing for Bryce Dallas Howard. No, oh, she's she's very beautiful. I uh, like her a lot. Uh, I like her episode I just, of I just uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, she my had a great episode of Black her Mirror. Red hair. Jesus, yeah. that's the weirdest thing I've ever said <laughs> yeah, on this podcast. I mean, yeah, probably. You say you want to sniff her red hair? No, I want to stroke my hands through it. I think sniffing would be less. No, weird. I said snip. I thought he said snip. Oh. I cut it. 
I've never touched, like, you know how some white people, like, oh, I, I would love to touch your hair to a black person? I'm like that way with redheads. I've never touched redheaded hair. That's weird. All right, let's just move on. Yeah. Let, this uh, whole thing, <laughs> everything you just said was just weird. I don't I know what's wrong. We have a uh, topic today, which is, uh, I think, most mostly uh, made up by Steve. Uh, no, it's actually on the list, and I'm I oh, just is picked it. on the it. list? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't want to take credit. Done it, would, to be honest. would you explain uh, what it is? Uh, simple, very simple com- concept. Uh, we're talking about uh, some of our favorite or the most incompetent heroes in cinema, so it doesn't have to be a traditional superhero. It can be like just the protagonist. Yes, but uh, I would I would say probably leave anti heroes off because like in terms yeah. that's why they're anti heroes. Um, but like actual heroes, like yeah. good guys who are yeah. like on the good side. Uh, so I'll go first. I have uh, I actually have two options. So I mean, I'm gonna this one is this was pretty pretty predictable, but it came from a robot chicken episode, and it's uh. <laughs> And it's because uh, and it made me think. I'm like, it's like, oh shit, that's true. Uh, and it's basically Optimus Prime and all the fucking Transformers movies. <laughs> oh my god! Because the joke in the Robot Chicken episode is just like, he's like, congratulations, guys, we only had 900 deaths. This, <laughs> and it's basically about all the collateral collateral damage they do while they're fighting the uh, Decepticons. The and a lot of times they're the reason there's fighting. Yeah, there's a reason there's fighting. So. And and I realize that. So I'm like, for a person who claims to love the earth and wants to protect it, this mother does not. This motherfucker does not shy away from having huge ass battles in the middle of a fucking crowded city, most likely injuring a lot of innocent civilians and or killing them, and destroying just so much property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all well, you got to do is necessary for the cause, right? I mean, I'm on optimist's side. I don't know. I, I think I think for I'm being optimistic. a fuck, <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> all right. I don't know. I feel like if you're a, a sentient like fucking robot and you're you're like y- you would think there was like hey, maybe we shouldn't do this here. I mean, there's like an empty lot over there. Maybe we can like bring <laughs> them over lot? there. <laughs> like, what is the parking there? lot to the convention center downtown? <laughs> what the fuck? It's just like you would think like he's like, "Hey man, I think we should get away from these fucking crowded ass buildings and shit." But no. They just like hanging out and uh probably I'm not going to lie. They probably killed a lot of people. Nobody that wasn't asking for it already. Yeah, and yeah, that innocent bystander that was just crossing the street trying to get groceries. The <laughs> motherfucker was asking for it. Natural so that's selection. that's yeah, that's my pick. And I guess he's kind of a superhero. Yeah, I mean he's a at, hero. Yeah, yeah he's technically. Hero. All right, do you want to do your other one? You want to come back around? Yeah, come back around. My All other right. ones kind of my my other ones that I have are kind of like sketchy. I'll go next. Forgive me if I took anybody's, but I'm going off memory here, right? Ethan Hunt in the first couple of Mission Impossibles. <laughs> now, no. I don't I think he's this. incompetent in the sense that he's like a dummy head who happens to be the hero of the movie. It's just he's not a spy. Oh, yeah. He's not subtle at all in anything and he does. He, and like, <laughs> like everyone, he's no James Bond. Yeah, he's, everyone sees his face and he, he, like shit, he takes risk on a whim that sometimes have consequences. A lot of times his risks come out, you know, on on the good end. He yeah. he accomplished the mission by taking that risk, but he's kind of a liability. And uh, this this uh, topic was kind of stemmed from uh, Mr. Incredible. And in the movie, they they stated the reason for going with Alaska Girl as their their campaign front. It's because Mr. Incredible is a brute, and he he tends to uh, Just get punch. The, he gets the job done in a very uh, dirty way. You know? Yeah, he's like. He he gets it done, but it's not 
Not the same yeah, way uh, a woman's touch would. He doesn't yeah. think it through. He just kind of punches things until the problem goes away. Yeah. So um, I see what you're saying with Ethan. Or yeah, it's just like yeah, it's kind of similar in that sense where he's like, uh, like, what are you doing? I'm hanging on a helicopter right now. Why are you hanging on a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, there's like, not part of the plan, you know, shit like that. So he's incompetent in the sense that you can't give him orders. For, yeah, yeah. For, he will for just do whatever he wants. Yeah. And on top of that, again, he's a spy, but yet everyone knows what he looks like yeah, and, and everyone, who he is. Like he'll show his face to a fucking crowd of people and take that risk. Yeah. I got another one, too, but just kind of a joke pick. But Yeah. Who is it? Well, uh, <laughs> Rain Wilson's character in Super. Oh. <laughs> where he, uh, he, he decides to take uh, crime fighting into his own hands, and he's super vigilant and super... Uh, unorthodox and he caused a lot of problems yeah i remember that one scene where they break into that dude's house and uh and uh he's being the yeah he's like being the shit out of the guy and and she's just like this is the guy right and elevator's character is like yeah i'm pretty sure he's like just wait what do you mean you're pretty sure (laughs) he's like being the shit out of this yeah they're both in comedy characters dude it's so good god i need to rewatch that yeah i'd like to rewatch that too it's such a dumb and fun movie yeah harvey um yeah um this one is uh, kind of close to my heart because I saw it uh, several times uh, when it came out. Um, it's uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, he's um, That's a good one. He's a bit of a, a bit of an antihero, I guess. But um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because he, he he does do pull some bullshit every now and again. But he, yeah, everything everything he has ever accomplished in these in those movies has just been by luck. Just the past just unfolding in front of him because he's he's drunk just constantly and um he's just a huge fuck up he's constantly in jail jail and constantly on the edge of being killed but somehow he always uh pulls through and um sails away at the end of every fucking movie with a with a nice ship <laughs> mostly mostly <laughs> mostly but yeah yeah do you have any evidence um let's hear your second one so mine is actually a threefer. So uh, threefer. Yeah. So Daniel, Paul, and uh, Andre, which is Mark Wahlberg, The Rock, and Anthony Mackie in Pain and Gain. Okay. These you know fuckers what? are the most incompetent fucking protagonists you'll ever see in your life. And this is why I'm saying it's sketchy because some would argue that they're anti-heroes, but then again, they're not really heroes to begin with. They're just like I would say that they're, they're anti-heroes. They're, they're, I wouldn't really. Yeah. I wouldn't pick them, but but dude, that's a uh, that's got to be Michael Bay's top one of his top movies some people don't like it but i happen to really no, enjoy I, that i movie. would say that's his that's his one of his better films that i've watched i think i think overall i think it's like it, it, there's some depth see, to it see what you can and, do and it's even like, if you're michael bay as long as you are self-realized see yeah. what you can accomplish you know yeah i feel like at least with this movie like like it just his style works with this setting and these characters but uh no man it's basically these bodybuilders who kidnap uh, I forgot. Uh, Tony Sh- is it Tony Shalhoub who's the the billionaire or whatever? Don't remember. Uh, God, it's been a minute. But yeah, it's uh, yeah they they kidnap uh this billionaire and they basically hold him hostage and they're trying to make him sign over all his assets to them. See the problem yeah. with all of this? Like, if anything goes awry, if he escapes, if anything goes wrong, you're fucked. Like it is basically no. This movie is a 
It's based on a true Incom- story. This movie is incompetence, like at, through and at through. its core. But it's yeah. it's actually entertaining to watch them just like do these ridiculous things. Uh, no, I would say that these are like the Three Stooges, like all of them, especially The Rock. I think this is but like, violent, but violent, very <laughs> yeah. violent. Uh, That's yeah. a good one. Good. I like that movie. Okay. Anthony Mackie is great. Yeah, um, I guess my uh, I guess my backup would have been although he's mostly a TV character. He has appeared in several uh, feature films. It would be uh, Agent Fox Mulder uh, from X Files. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, I want to hear this. He's he's just never he's never fucking solved a case <laughs> ever, and he should have been fired multiple times over. Um, I just realized this with X Files. He's never because every time I watch an episode of X Files, it always ends so ambiguously. Like it, it's just like it ends very ambiguously, and they what? They, it's like they step into this really weird, um, new. I don't know, like a new. They just encounter something weird every fucking episode, but they get a taste of it, but they don't actually solve it or fully understand why it happened, and it. And they almost always die because Fox Mulder. It was just a fucking idiot. Um, but I loved him. Um, yeah, so that's my. No, that's a really good pick. Yeah, I, I, just, I just realized that he should, his ass should have got fired a if long we, time if ago. If we go into like TV and stuff, I think the iconic one is Michael Scott. But yeah, well, well Michael Scott was never in a feature film. Right, now, right, so. yeah. X Files. Those have films. Yeah, have yeah, several, and they're bad. <laughs> they're all. <laughs> haven't seen any of them. Word. Yeah, you guys want to uh, move on to the game? I guess so. How are we doing it this week? <sighs> um, yeah, that's a great question because Sean would have. Um, the question is: Are we nice? And do we do we let him play, but while not being here, do we punish him? Punish him? No, wait. There's no way to punish him. There's, there's no, no way, way to punish him. But I just like the word. I think we just revert to the old way of playing. All right. I mean, regardless, right, I'm that, okay the with that. All right. So uh, normally, what we do is when we're all here, the uh, the person who lost last week will, uh, if you haven't listened. Uh, we'll assign the loser, whoever rolls the lowest number on the 12-sided dice. It's called the rolling of the dice. Um, a bad name, I know. But, uh, yeah, so today we're going to go back to our old way. Uh, we, we developed this this new method. It's a form of socialism, you know, to try and evil okay. the playing field. Socialism is always good. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go back to hardcore capitalism right now. We're all just going to roll, all three of us, and whoever rolls the highest is the winner. If we're really playing with capitalist rules, I think it'd just be completely unfair in one well, I person. Think, I think if we're playing with capitalist... <laughs> one yeah. person has multiple dice. Let's say that. Yeah, And if we're playing like American capitalism, Harvey doesn't get to play. Oh, that's fucked <laughs> oh up. That's yeah. really fucked up. <laughs> I think the dice is behind you. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Could you grab it? Yeah, so this week, uh, it's just the highest roller is going to assign a movie to the lowest roller, and... Um, I go for I it. I think Steve. that's the most fair solution. Steve rolls a, a critical twelve. He could be the uh, the clear cut winner here. Oh, yeah. I got a three, so it's not looking too hot. Yeah. So the odds boy. of me losing are significantly nope. decreased. I got an eleven. All right, Steve. Looks like you have to assign me a movie. So Tom, uh, I heard through the grapevine that. Uh, <laughs> The fuck? Through the grapevine. Uh, you've never seen Sunshine. Yeah, I don't think I've seen every day. And I always mention this movie because I feel like it's completely underrated. I feel like not a lot of people watched it either when it came out. It was one of those. It, it was like a weird time. Like I feel like it just didn't get promoted enough. Or uh, yeah. And, and and I and it's a great science fiction film. And I think you 
would enjoy it. I think it's right up your alley. Well, thanks for not punishing me. Hmm. I mean, Could have been a period piece. It has some. It has some. Uh, has Chili Murphy in it. So yeah, I think you'll yeah. like that. It has a. Uh, isn't Chris Evans in that? Yeah, Chris, Chris Evans, Evans is in, the, in it. Yeah, yeah, Chris Evans. In that. I haven't watched in a while. It's been, uh, I would say, maybe a, a few years, but uh, I still hold it very, it's very near and dear to my heart as a as a random find at Blockbuster one day. So, okay. So go to your Danny nearest Boyle? Blockbuster. Yeah. Never heard of her. Oh well, wow. be, you're, that you're is a, for, that is a great. Uh, that's a Werner Herzog reference. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, I'll watch it. Give it a go. Sounds hey, good. Better watch. I it. hope it's not long. Yeah, it's around like three hours, but I think it's well worth it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sure you're kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess that, uh, that does it for us. I'm watching Sunshine next week. Uh, we're talking Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. This way, we agreed on that? I mean... Yeah, we did. There ain't really nothing else either. Yeah. There's no Can we just watch nothing else? <laughs> I'm actually excited for the, uh, the coming weeks. Uh, we got some funny stuff coming out. Yeah. Particularly uh, the week where we... Uh, side on skyscraper because that's what we're doing i want to talk about it <laughs> is I'm, that the dude, the rock one with yeah. his with his uh with i'm leg? stoked with i'm the fucking stoked. amputee leg yeah. and he's like jumping off a building with his his leg hanging. oh yeah fuck, no, it's, oh, gonna, it's be, gonna be great yeah it's gonna be insane all right i think that's gonna do it for us at do the right film thank you for listening um it would be very helpful if you could uh leave us a review on itunes or whatever podcast listening app you're using that'd be great you can also check us out on social media. Or, uh, Instagram. Do, do the right film underscore podcast on Facebook. Instagram. We're uh, just do the right film on it, everything else. You can also go to our website, do the right film.com, and uh, check out all the episodes there. And you can also leave us a message if you'd like to. Yeah, um, go for it. That feature is really, really handy if you want to talk shit to us. Talk um, shit, recommend movies, a little bit of both. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, I guess we need a catchphrase. Yeah,